This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to another Cravings podcast with Pete Dillon online at joy.org.au forward slash cravings and live Saturdays from 1pm on Joy 94.9 in Melbourne. Exploring all that's finest in food and beverage across Melbourne and Victoria. Sponsored by La Spaghettata. Over 35 years of food, family and fun at 238 Ligon Street, Carlton. Wine and dine with La Spaghettata for an authentic Italian experience. Pasta, wine, seafood, steak and so much more. Dine in and enjoy the authentic sights and sounds of Ligon Street. Or order takeaway now via Deliveroo, Uber Eats or Fedora. Eat, drink, love with La Spaghettata. Call 9663 6102. Visit laspaghettata.com.au or find them on Facebook. Welcome to today's edition of Cravings. My name is Tad Lombardo, and we're in the studio today. I've got a, um, a very special guest with us. I have, um, uh, t- t- sorry, Tan Doe with me, and he is one of Melbourne's um, premier uh, food bloggers. And uh, we're going to be talking all things food and um, everything in between. So uh, let's get started. Let's get straight into it. Um, tell us about your, your, your ride to be from engineering and mm-hmm. shifting through to what you're doing now? Uh, so basically, I did an engineering degree as well as a science degree when I first uh, went to university. Yep. And like most people, just went on and started working engineering. Uh, a friend of mine sort of suggested that I you know, start a food blog because I was always leaving all my food reviews on my Facebook page. Right. And he said everyone was sick of starting to see that all the time, that the dedicated audience that wanted to read it could go to the blog instead. Yep. So he basically helped me set up a food blog, from which point um, I started writing in actually with five other people. Okay. But after about a month, they all gave up and went, you know, no time, can't be bothered. Um, so I ended up writing all by myself and sort of like just took it over. So I guess in the early days, like food blogging wasn't really heard of. No one even right. knew 
what it was about. Um, I would rock up to a restaurant, you know, try to discreetly take a photo of a, the food I ate right. and go back and write about it. And yeah, and that's where it started. So you were always very interested in food, very even, much even so. during that point yeah. of, of engineering. Yeah, yeah, always. I think we so. kind of share that, uh, <laughs> yes. that part of it, um, both pre-engineers. Mm. Um, and when, when was it that you actually decided, okay, I'm ready to do this and, and kind of try to shift from you know, regular paycheck yeah, to, to not. <laughs> yeah, I guess um, at the beginning, and even I never even contemplated it. It was more um, that there was an explosion of food. I guess it was the whole MasterChef effect yep. when that show came on. Suddenly food became something that was cool and it's something right. that the whole general public talked about. But at that point, it was still more just a hobby that, um, you know, it was good because you get invited to a few things, you get to yeah. see, you know, and try different things. It was only a couple of years ago where um, a chance meeting with um, a friend's friend. So I went up to Sydney for a random sort of dinner party for my friend Angie. So okay. she jokingly sent me an email going, I'm doing a dessert party, which I love. And she goes, come along. And I said, sure thing. If there's somewhere to stay, I'm going. She yep. said there was. I bought a ticket a few days later. I'm up in Sydney. I'm sitting next to um, one of... Angie's friends, um, we start talking. She tells me that she's running, she's running a business by sort of utilizing, you know, aspects of social media, yep. utilizing sort of digital, you know, sort of marketing. Uh, and then came back to Melbourne and by chance looked at Twitter, which okay. I, you know, not, not often, but yep. saw a job ad for a part-time social media major, went for the role, got that role, and it sort of, sort of escalated from there. So did you know? pretty much early on that social media was going to be a big part of it or I didn't actually like it was more um, I thought uh, there was maybe like something to do just as a part time job okay so I was still an engineer at the time yeah so I was just doing it part time because it was something interesting that I was already um, genuinely you know sort of myself interested in because I would read so many articles and like yourself I would take the engineering approach to things and work out why is it that it does this? You know, so run experiments yep. and look at, um, you know, trialing different things. So from a understanding of the platforms, rather, you know, so yeah. that sort of just was something I was interested in. And I thought if I can make some extra money, yep. you know, where's the harm in that? Absolutely. Um, yeah. So that sort of kept going for a year until it sort of came to a head where I couldn't do both. There just yeah. wasn't enough time. Yep. I was effectively working two jobs for a year and I was so tired. It's kind of like the both sides of your head fighting it out. Yes, yes, as you know. So it just sort of kept fighting and um, colleagues would tell me, oh, you should stay. You know, it's such a, you're, yep. I'm in a safe job. It's yes. well paying and all this other stuff. But at some point I just went, I got to give this a go or I'll never know. Um, were you unhappy doing the engineering? Um, I wouldn't just, say I was unhappy. Right. Like I liked aspects of it. Yep. So I liked the analytical aspect of my role. Um, mm-hmm. I liked the management aspect. Yep. But there were other things that, you know, it wasn't for me. Like yeah. it wasn't, it was a good job. It wasn't yeah. like I hated it, but yep. it wasn't like I really, really loved it. Yeah. Um, and then so I thought I'm going to try it. And I guess a year and three months later, it's all working out pretty well. So it's only just it's only been about a year and three months. It's been yeah, oh, where I've quit okay. my um, job full time officially, right? Yeah, officially because yeah. um, I was doing that for a year before that, sort yeah. of running both things. As nowadays, yeah. a lot of small business owners do do like Definitely. run two parallel things. So then a year 
when I quit, um, thought about it, and I thought I'm starting my own business called yep. Crackling Media. So yep. poor Crackling. Cool. I like referencing. that. <laughs> it's not sweet though. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I do also like savory foods, like especially yeah. roast pork. I'm not, same with you. Yeah. <laughs> so that's now yeah going pretty well. So. Good. And um, when you just thinking about the time when you first started, which you know even before changing over, you know, a, a year and three months ago. Yeah. Is, is there anything you do differently, knowing what you know now? Yes. I think we've learnt we. I say we all the time now. Um, I've learnt <laughs> as well um, a lot about the business aspect of trying to utilize all these platforms or what you want to yeah. do with them. So at the beginning, it was just about a lot of fun. Right. Like, you know, let's just do this and if it See works. Where it goes. Yeah, yeah, it's great. If it doesn't, it yep. doesn't matter. But there um, are a lot of platforms you have to manage with there the social are. media, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, so social media is one aspect yeah. where there is a lot of things that you got to keep on top of yep. and some things will work for different people and some things won't right. um, depending on what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, obviously, as we're specializing in just sort of food and hospitality, they tend to be similar in the sense of um, the platform itself, you know, it would be okay for yep. across many different businesses. But yeah, definitely learned a lot this last year just in terms of the business side. Right. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, it's again, it's something that's always changing as well. It's not just once you've learned that, that's the way it's going to be forever. Yeah. It's, it's because the, the food world changes so quickly. Exactly, and, exactly. Um, it's, it's, yeah. And, and what would you say some of the, the, the biggest hurdles have been for you as far as overcoming could be anything um you know to get you to the point where now you're in a position where you have given mm. up your full-time so job from before and right. now you're probably working double time now which yes I think, you know. <laughs> that, that you know definitely I know now all too well. hours ever <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yes so um i guess the hurdles is again understanding how you can utilize things for a business purpose yep. you know and uh, and effectively, ultimately, showing your clients that, you know, they're getting a return for their, you know, investments. Yeah. You have to because it's not just about we're going to have fun with this. Right. Fun's one element, but, you know, they're running a business in the end. Yeah. So you have to do your KPI and make you sure do, that you, you, you do. You do. So you got to treat yep. it, um, as I learned from the corporate world, very much like a business. Yeah. Um, well, not, it is. It is, it is a business. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people pay money for something they expect. Something back for it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh it's it's one of those hard things to manage um sometimes that you to make you know, to make sure that the, the client's expectation meets exactly what you've exactly. discussed. And so again, it's that you've hit the nail on the head. You gotta set up what the expectations are. Yeah. And be very clear. And be very clear. Yeah. Don't oversell it. Yeah. You know, don't undersell yourself. Right. But also don't oversell it where, where yeah. you know, their expectation is up here. And what you know that you're going to deliver is sort of you know, mid-range here because of just the setup and whatever else is happening. There. Absolutely. And, um, and, and with, like, for example, your, your Instagram account, mm-hmm. you've got over 50,000 followers, which is amazing. Um, you know, did that take a long time to develop um, um i mean or is that something i guess started? i was already blogging for a long time prior Before, to that right so to me it was about just giving people like content that right. was you know something that i always wanted myself because mm-hmm. i was like reading blogs every day yeah. i would read two hours of you know blogs right trying to you know absorb lots of information yeah. so to me it was about always providing people with information right. uh, as we talked about previously like the imagery helps um that's having, something else i want to talk about definitely yeah. i mean like some of the images that you have that you've posted are just beautiful i mean they're, they're stunning pictures of of whatever it is that you've taken and you're able to capture that that perfect 
moment. Yeah, um, so um, a friend of mine lent me a photography book, which changed the way I looked at everything. Because right. the book was more about, oh, there's no such thing as reality. Because if you change the shutter you know, speed or you change yep. something else, you've changed how it looks completely. Yes. So it's not about the technicalities of shooting a photo. It's about... And, and even not about what's real in inverted commas. Yep. It's about capturing what the mood of that photo you're trying to project is. Yep. So what, what if the motives are. Yeah, yeah. So what? It's, it sounds cliche, but what is it you're trying to emote from yep. that photo yep. that will drag someone in and make them like take a second glance at it? Sometimes it's the content alone is strong enough yep. that it could be a bad photo, but because there's you know 50 burgers in the shot, that's already going to capture that's someone. Gonna, yeah. Sometimes yep. it's the quality of the photos. Yeah. And I guess now with um, the affordability of sort of digital cameras, and yep. even with your phone, you know, I've seen awesome, awesome the stuff. Quality that of that, shot. absolutely. Yeah, the quality of that, you can produce something that looks brilliant. Yeah, um, yeah, without having to invest in a ten thousand dollar camera and you know these lenses right. and all that. Yeah. And and I mean, you know, like it's more about what you've plated something on and taken the photo of, or or you know, yeah, what, capturing is, what is that vibe of yeah. that moment that you're trying to tell somebody else yeah so do you have a lot of props at home and, and um, or, or not it's i wouldn't say a lot i've seen other people in their whole room <laughs> yeah. full but i have an excuse to buy some homewares. yeah it is an excuse <laughs> to buy a lot of homewares but i do have some and yep. you'll switch it around and depending on like again what is the feeling that i'm trying to get out yeah. of this photo that i'll then pick that yep. item yeah that's great and and um and obviously if it's something that you're doing for a client you'll consult with them and, and see what they want or what they want to get out of it as well from, yeah. from that the, the imagery and, exactly because they'll have very different um, objectives yeah and again we would definitely send them like you know upfront sort of what we call mood photos like yep. here's what we feel it feels like yeah um, tell us if it's not and we'll keep, yep and then we'll go from there yeah that's cool and uh, do you still get people now that you're doing this full time or double time I should say because um, <laughs> <laughs> I get this I get people oh how nice is that you're still you know you're doing your hobby as, as your job and uh, it's like, well, yes it's a lot actually hobby. yeah, yeah um, it's much more than a hobby I yeah think, uh, people confuse it as still like a hobby and you go yeah. it's actually not uh, it is and it isn't it yeah. is, as in one aspect I still dine out a lot yes. and eat a lot of things like yep. I love your chocolates <laughs> I love you know um, pastries you. I yep. love cakes yep. um, so there is one element of that yep but the other element, it, it is a job, so you've got to be professional as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, it is currently 27 degrees in Melbourne. The sun is shining, which is nice. Uh, today's the, the Grand Prix weekend is happening as well. But um, we are going to be um, talking more with, um, with Tondo and, and um, asking more questions. Hey there, it's Jace, head of Joy Production, here to talk up our Joy podcast service. Last month, our community downloaded around 34,000 Joy podcasts. Check them out when you get a bit of downtime and find out why our audience is loving what's on offer. Visit joy.org.au forward slash podcasts to view our most recently posted episodes, head to iTunes or your podcast app to find your favorite program a mix of content you might have missed live, and a range of fresh podcast material you'll only find on podcast. It's easy to subscribe to the program of your choice, whether you're viewing at joy.org.au or on your phone, which means you won't miss any future episodes. Get away from your busy day. Joy Podcasts, where you want them, when you want them, at joy.org.au and via iTunes. Welcome back to Cravings. My name is Tad Lombardo, and in the studio with me today, I have Tan Do, and uh, Pete Dillon has the day off today. He's 
hopefully up in Noosa enjoying the sun. But I spoke to him this week, and it's actually raining up there. But um, that's all right. Um, I also just wanted to let you know my, my mother in New Jersey is listening. She sent a, an email through. So uh, she says hello. And um, if anyone would like to um, ask Tan any questions, um, you can email us on air at joy.org.au, or you can send an SMS at 0427-JOY-949. Um, Tan, getting back to... Uh, the, the, sort of the questions we were talking about the clients and mm-hmm. things like that um, and, and dealing with um, uh, what, what they want and what they don't want. Yeah. Um, do you find, um, I guess the question is, have you had any demanding clients? You don't have to mention any names, but, um, <laughs> you know, and how do you deal with, with that? I mean, obviously you try to um, be very clear about what it is you're going to do for them. That's right. Um, but invariably sometimes people don't necessarily listen and have other That's ideas, right. which they might not have discussed. And, how do you deal with that in in the context of of um, sort of the the services that you offer? Yeah, through your business? I guess um, in the early days, probably a lot more went wrong because again, it yeah. wasn't about setting up the expectations. And that's where, trial and error, learning curve too. Definitely isn't it? from yeah. learning, but yeah. nowadays it's less so. And occasionally, yeah. if they're demanding, it's because probably they know their business more than you, which is right. true. Yep. Um, but there's also sometimes a balance of just differences of ideas. Sure. So you want to be pushing your thoughts but not to the point where you know if they're very adamant that this must be done this way you can ask why and get to the base of why they want to do that way and possibly there's another way to do it but you know they are the client ultimately Um, if they're going to do something that jeopardizes their brand of course we would stop them and go you know I really strongly you know um, recommend you don't do that but um, like one client, he won't mind that I mentioned this. So, um, <laughs> no. so Jim, Jim, yep. Jim Madness at the Grain Emporium. Um, we finished uh, some work on a website for him. Yeah. And after we looked at it, he went back and said, oh, "I don't like the header photo." And okay. at the time, he liked it, and he pushed back to like change it. And we were like, "Oh, but we think the other one's already quite good." But ultimately, in the end, when we redid it the way that he wanted, it was a much much better sort of. Um, Results, result, yeah. so it was better to you know go through that push and yeah. pull, get the actual result that everyone's happy with. Um, yeah. and, and I guess yeah, it's so. also, uh, you know, I know for myself too, it's just acknowledging that that need or or, or question or whatever is there, yeah, and fixing because you want the customer to be happy at the end of the day. You That's want them right. to come back, and, and it's, as yeah. you know, with your own work, it's hard to be objective. So. Yeah. Um, you tend to think that was really good already, yeah. but sometimes it takes somebody else external to tell you. So That's you can right. step back and really analyze it and go, hey. And not be defensive about it. That's yeah. the part too. Just, you know, and, and that other person might be wrong. Uh, it's just That's right. working it out and saying, okay, I'm going to listen to that other mm. opinion of it. Um, we've got a question uh, that's just been emailed through. Um, I'll read it out to you and you can um, okay. see about responding. Um, there are lots of rules when it comes to social media, when to post, hashtags, link, length of caption, etc. Which one should we ignore? Which one should we pay attention to? Ooh, that's a hard one. Yeah. I think it all, to, uh, it all boils down to what your purpose is. I mean, are you trying to run a business? Yep. Are you trying to get more followings for whatever reason, for ego, for uh, perceived, you know, nowadays free stuff? Yes. Because that's, you know... Um, brand um, brands are starting to leverage off yep. um, social media users. So whether um, what you do, it's about being quite consistent. Yep. So to me, it's about presenting a consistent brand. Yes. Be it your yourself, you can yep. be many facets of person, but you know you can show all those facets, but still not sort of jump jump and change. Yeah. Um, where it's something that you're not, and it's, um, so it becomes confusing. Yeah. Actually. So it becomes yeah. confusing about yep. what is this person about. Yep. 
what when to post i guess with the new algorithms yes you know it sort of changes like what is a good time to post but um if you post probably early in the morning it sort of gets caught in a lot of the um other stuff that's happened through the night yeah you might want to post you know midday to sort of like um nighttime when people are free yeah. and sort of like looking at their phones i've heard 7 p.m is a good time yeah so do that's that. a good yeah. time isn't yeah. he so um the length of caption i love writing captions because yeah. i feel it adds to the photo yeah or it provides something to discuss and more content yeah um i know like if you're beyonce you just post a photo <laughs> that's and that's what it. you have to do exactly <laughs> but yeah. for me i love writing a caption yeah. and sort of projecting what i feel about it because again i'm very opinionated and i write a lot of those into yeah, the but caption it's, but it's also a channel of expression and that's the whole thing that's it's not the just, whole thing yeah the photo is one channel yeah and a photo does say a thousand words yeah. but sometimes it just can't say everything that's right so um, I like to write a lot in the yeah. caption. No, you d- and I, I love you. what you write. And I think you know you can use your creative writing, and you can be witty and clever, or, yeah, or so serious, or not. I or, try to know. always be mostly funny. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And occasionally, I'll be very serious and talk about a topic. Like yep. um, back when there was um, the whole algorithm change about you know um, Instagram is going to change the, all this the thing. Feeds. Yep. I wrote a really, really long post about it, which you know a lot of people reacted to because I just wanted to put my own opinion yeah. about what would happen and what would change yeah. and what does it affect you know so it comes back to what is your purpose if you right. just want to share things that your friends react to um and uh a few other people who yeah. think the same as you or like that type of thing it doesn't really matter what you know when yeah. what um yeah so what is your purpose to doing something and i think too um and we've talked about this before mm. prior to today and, and when we were talking about what we we're mm. going to discuss um you know just because you have a, a, a huge amount of followers, it doesn't necessarily translate into cash. You know, a lot of no. people, I, I so, think, make that misconception about that. Yeah, so there's a lot of misconception about that. Yeah. Everyone can be like a Kim Kardashian and leverage off, you know, their social That's media right. to make a living. It, from what I've seen, it's pretty hard. Like, um, It's an exception as opposed to a rule, It's pretty it? much, yeah. and even for her, she's very clever about yep. running her business around that. Sure. From the TV show to fashion lines and yep. uh, her app even. Her app sold six million copies or something at a couple of bucks you know so um it's about getting your foot in the door uh if that's what you want to do uh, down that path yeah and you can then utilize that to just talk to whoever but from that point onwards you got to demonstrate to them that you're still capable of doing whatever it is that they are wanting you know so value add to what yeah to what they're already doing so yeah that's interesting And, and i guess too it's um it's also in the food world where things change so quickly and uh, and obviously technology changes so quickly yeah. too it, it's kind of it's kind of this i feel like there's this race all the time trying it is to keep a race up to it, i know? feel exactly the same yeah. so i've written about this how it's changed what um what people eat or their eating yeah. habits because of nowadays if you see something somewhere there's no longer an original idea because right. within two seconds somebody else it's has done there. it yep. and then it becomes mass and yep. then it becomes like cliche yeah. it's like oh everyone's doing that i yeah. don't want that so the cycles of trends are so fast now it's so hard to keep up it, literally something will be hot for two months and then it's everyone's and it's moved not, on yeah, yeah it's not <laughs> exactly so it's definitely changed uh, our habits in terms of like when we eat and how we eat because yep. there's a proliferation of you know cafes be- in Melbourne especially sure. because the visuals of shooting in good lighting just looks better than the most brilliant you know Michelin yep. plated food in dark 
lighting that just looks like a pile of something whatever yeah (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) it's really changed what um chefs have done in terms of sometimes cooking for the looks rather than for the taste yeah yeah Uh, because if you're not shocking someone or you're not showing them something that using will some, capture their eyes first. Right. You won't get them. You won't get that. Yeah. yeah. And I guess too, it's also, you had mentioned how it changes people's behavior. Um, mm. Even going to a restaurant, you know, you see people with oh, their, yeah. with their cameras or their iPhones out and, and spending so much time trying to get the perfect, perfect shot. Shots. And it's like, well, yeah. your food's getting cold. You're That's not enjoying right. it. And That's right. It, it's, you know, so it's, it's, it's kind of creates that whole, the thought of it as well. Yeah. Um, so I probably gone full circle with that. Have you? Yeah. I was at the start, like taking forever, trying to shoot yeah. everything. Lately, I went to many, many meals where I didn't even take a single shot of the food because I just went, I want to enjoy it and be in this moment with whoever yeah. I'm eating with. Because um, the menu is, is a bit of a, a I don't like using this word, but it's a bit of a journey and, and mm. there's a story behind it and you mm. want to, you want to, you know, understand that and, and, yeah. and not be distracted by that. So less and less so am I like, or even I shoot something, I'll shoot one photo and I won't be like trying to get the perfect, get it all. perfect shot. Yeah. At home where there's more time, like yep. given that, you know, I'm not interrupting anyone, I'm just in my own house, yep. um, I will take a little bit longer, but even then my patience isn't that long to like just take the damn photo <laughs> that's it <laughs> so wow. it has changed how people yeah. which is good because they're yeah. sharing something they're doing but you can go too far yes in some points as well where yeah yeah it, it just, it's disruptive it's and, disruptive and, for yeah. especially the people that you're there with if they agree and they want to do the same it's probably yeah. okay but if your other friends are sitting there going I really want to eat this now when it's hot like that's right yeah it does get disruptive yeah and even too to the point where I was having dinner the other night and um with a friend and um and he took a photo and, and the flash was on mm. and it's just this boom you know and it's kind of like you know lights up the room yeah, yeah it does and it's, it's just sort of disruptive to other people yeah, yeah so I mean it was, it was just one of those things where mm. it happens and because everybody's got a phone today and you know some 10 megapixel camera on it and that That's sort of it. thing it's uh <laughs> everybody wants to uh, kind of um, keep that memory going yep. um i've got a question for you e- everybody we come on to cravings we try mm-hmm. to ask a the same question just to see where you're where you're at um, what would be your secret food shame uh, uh, I think my secret food shame is a very open, like, secret food shame because I... Is it? Yeah, I love eating Spam. and I what was post that? Spam, Spam, canned, like, Stop canned it. meat. <laughs> no. Really? And, yeah, I genuinely oh, love it. So, I know what you're getting for Christmas this year. <laughs> <laughs> buy me every flavor because I've recently bought bacon-flavored Spam. <laughs> really? Does it... Can you, where, where do you even buy it? You can buy... Um, the bacon one was from a general supermarket, but, like, there's Korean Spam. Really? There's, yeah, there's, like... I'm trying to get my hand on some Hawaiian Spam. <laughs> like, What's Hawaiian Spam? Pineapple in it? No, just different... Uh, it's just from Hawaii. Like, oh, just different, okay. Um, brands. Just different ingredients. Oh, yeah. okay. So... It's amazing. When I post, I post about it a lot, but when I posted one in particular and I met up with um, my friend Barney from the Grand Hotel in Richmond, yep. he thought I was being funny and joking. Right. He goes, you don't really like that. How could you like food at Vudamon and also like spam? <laughs> I'm going, well, food to me is food and you can like anything. There's no rules. No, there's no so, rules. Yeah. yeah, whereas people try spam. to assign whether something's now good or clean or yep. dirty. I was like, food is just food. Well, it just is at the end it. of the day. If you enjoy it, just and eat it's it. process. Uh, yeah, I guess it's in, in anything in moderation, you'll That's be it. you'll be okay. That's it. <laughs> oh well, it's out there now, so it there's is. no going back. And um, yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe they can contact you about doing a few um, 
few things. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, actually, I'd, I'd like to do the uh, the history of spam. It's been, been around for a out. long time, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Probably dates back to like World I War II or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's them. one of those things. All right, well, it's currently 26 minutes past the hour. It's 27 degrees in Melbourne. We're expecting, a, well, it says a top of 26, but that can't be right. Um, anyway, uh, we are going to be back with um, uh, more questions and um, a bit more fun. Cravings will be back shortly, so don't go too far. But if you do miss anything, you'll hear it on The Cravings Podcast at joy.org.au forward slash cravings via iTunes or your favorite podcast site. Sponsored by La Spaghettata. Over 35 years of food, family and fun at 238 Ligon Street, Carlton. Wine and dine with La Spaghettata for an authentic Italian experience. Pasta, wine, seafood, steak and so much more. Eat, drink, love with La Spaghettata. Call 9 6102 Visit or find them on Facebook. Okay, this is Cravings, and we are back in the studio today. We have uh, Tando and um, Tando. Sorry, it's my American right. accent. I'm sorry, I can't help <laughs> it. Right. Um, yeah, we're talking about um, his life as a as a food blogger, and I should probably more say you're more journalist, like food journalist, than a food blogger in a way. Oh, I don't know. No? Uh, my writing's pretty shocking. No, no, no. But I think it's. I think what you do is more about um, talking about your experiences and and. I guess that's what. Know, yeah. Um, social I mean, media for everyone. Yeah, um, I think it's. But it, you've taken to a different degree and or to a d- different level. Mm. Um, and I think it. Um, it's something that. Um, it, it makes the food world quite interesting, and 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 also you know. You, trends and things like that that happen. You know, yeah. you bring those to the forefront with what with your work and. It's, I have it's two feelings about that. Yeah. So one, definitely true because, yeah. um, you know, like nobody's going to write about the cheap eats places in Springvale at my local joints, you know, right. so it allows others to see a different perspective yeah. from what you would think of normally as traditional food writing in the yeah. media where usually it's about high-end places, it's about popular places. places. Yeah, yeah. So that's definitely been a plus with social media because I've found out about so many places to go to and eat. Uh, are amazing so many uh, as well. cultures or recipes that I never ever knew about. Yeah. So I now make this um, uh, this Filipino cake called a ube macapuno cake because I first right. had it at Dahan Tea House, which was owned by my friend Cherry. Right. Okay. So that blew my mind, and I instantly messaged her and said, "Give me a recipe." And she goes, "Oh, it's a secret recipe from my cousin or something, but here's a blog you can look at." So okay. that's definitely opened up my eyes in terms of you know what's available but the other aspect is like i guess the the negative slightly negative side of social media and this might not necessarily relate to food but just to everything in general is that every opinion becomes a valid opinion so everyone's a critic yeah yeah everyone's a critic and you can have an opinion yeah i'm not saying you can't but you can also be have an ill-informed opinion absolutely so if you think something's raw like if you say oh this chicken for example is yep. raw even though the chef sous vide it for three hours at you know 65 degrees yes. it's cooked yeah it's definitely cooked it, yep. it's not about so then that opinion you can have that opinion but is it really valid you know yeah that? exactly and i think it's too it's the same thing with you know these sites where people can go and put their reviews on the reviews on yeah. and you know i've i've i have to read quite a few of those with and it can different hurt. hats that i wear well it can certainly hurt a business yeah. for sure and especially if it's not true or not valid that's and, right you know i always think it's 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 like any situation you know you bring that grievance you have to the to business it. first if you're in a bad mood 
Exactly. You're going to have a bad meal. That's right. Exactly. And But also, too, if you're having a problem, resolve it with them first. Yes. Don't just say, yes. oh, I'm going to give them a bad review because blah, 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 blah. That's right. You know, I think it's important to, to resolve a problem first yeah. so you can understand, okay, that chicken was, sous, you know, in a sous vide for three hours. It is actually cooked. cooked. It might look pink, but it's cooked. But it's cooked. Yeah, exactly. that's right. So, um, and, and I think that's the... Um, that's, that's the slight the, negative side absolutely. of it. Absolutely, yeah. Like, no one's saying you can't have an opinion, no. but suddenly the opinion is aired possibly to a very large audience. Right. And it's not necessarily correct. Right. You know, or you haven't got all the information, so... Absolutely. Yeah. And and that's why, too, when you, you know, I know a lot of people before they go to a restaurant, you know, especially if it's lesser known, you mm. know, they'll look at the reviews. And, you know, I think it's important to say, okay, if you've got two reviews about someplace and, and it's not, ne- you know, that's negative... Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean it doesn't it's bad. Mean it's you know, bad. it might have no. just been two people reviewed exactly. it. That was it. Exactly. Um, you know, you need a, a pool of studies reviews. have shown like when you have a bad like um, meal. Yeah, you're. I think there's a like ten time more likely. You know. Um, outcome that you're going to review it as yeah. opposed to when you have something good you just take it as that's how it should be so absolutely I'm not bother. Yeah, yeah yeah definitely and i think too it's also um like just with melbourne's food scene um and and you know how it's such a vibrant scene mm. i think but i also think you know people such as yourself help make it that you, you help create that vibe even though it's true and it's real um that helps bring all I of it definitely to the agree that side being able to have lots of voices yeah. that never would have got a hearing um, and their opinions or even just what they do at home, it adds to, you know, how exciting it is in Melbourne because we're such a multicultural state. Yeah. And there's, I mean, I remember being in Paris and I wanted to eat good Thai food and right. I bumped into a Thai person and we both looked for five hours for a good Thai restaurant <laughs> in the middle of Paris and we were like going, what's going on? Like, why can't we find one? Yeah. Whereas here, one night you could be eating you know, Japanese and oh. the next night you're eating Greek and then you're eating like you know, Lebanese food. And not have to go very far to find not all of those things. Walk to the next restaurant next door. That's right. Yeah. And, and it's incredible. Absolutely. It's incredible. And and that's one of the things about Melbourne. We've talked about this on the show before too, is that you can still get good quality food for mm. not a lot of money. For very little money. You know, absolutely. Exactly. So it's it's still very good value. Yep. And, and um, it's... Um, yeah, it's it's that's one of the things I love about Melbourne. Me too. For sure. Me too. And and I, that's probably well, I know that's one of the reasons why like the the fifty best awards that are coming up in in April are being held in Melbourne. So, so exciting! It's very exciting. Got yeah, two of my two of my friends, uh, Aaron and Iwa, are going, and they're like, cool. They're like, oh, can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> What's going to happen? I'm going too. And yeah, I can't wait either, I'm so, so jealous of all of you. <laughs> I'll take lots of videos. <laughs> I will watch them in live in real time. Yeah, like, replying. Oh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of live <laughs> feeds on Facebook. Go yeah, find exactly. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be stalked by everyone with one of the, the, live, the live videos. Um, but no, so that'll be that'll, that'll be a great thing, not just for Melbourne, for Australia as mm. well. Um, it'll showcase a lot of the... What the, we do the, here. Exactly. I mean, it's a shame that there's no, not yet, any recognized Michelin restaurants here, but right. really that's just about them not sending reviewers here. Exactly. You know, yet. It being, it doesn't quote, reflect unquote, the quality too far. Exactly. of the food that's available here. Not at all. That's mm. right. And I think, um, yeah, it's interesting with that. That, that whole system of, of ratings. Um, we have our own, obviously. We've got the yeah. chef hats that, that, yeah. that sort of take care of that. But um, but that's sort of more local as opposed to global. Yes. Um, and we never really get to, to showcase things until now, like with these sorts of with awards. These awards it's, yeah. it's, it's a, a great opportunity mm. to do that and to um, to showcase what we have here in Australia, not just Definitely. Melbourne. So it's it's going to be quite exciting. And, Very. Um, so jealous. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> it's just interesting that the, you know, the, the world's chefs are coming you know, converging on Melbourne and, uh, 
should be pretty amazing. So it will um, be. We'll be talking a lot about that, obviously. Find out where Heston's staying so I can stalk him. <laughs> okay, I'll let you know. <laughs> so, um, from from your point of view, you know, and again, um, in doing what you're doing, did you have any mentors or or anybody who you looked up to that you felt that that's an inspiration for me um, to do it, or was it just? I think on the just the social media front, it was just more like I really enjoyed it. Yeah. But definitely from the business perspective, um, like I said at the beginning, I wasn't doing everything right and had a lot of um, you know sleepless nights and a lot of problems. So definitely, I would recommend this to anyone. If you can find business mentors, they don't need to be in the same field. Yeah. But they definitely will help you. Um, You'd be surprised what you can get out of them. Speaking to them for an hour or so. There was um, there's two people that I normally go to, so yep. my friend Justin and um, this other person that I got through the, my local council. Oh, okay. So they helped yep. me. Um, but then there was a chance meeting where I was at the Australian Open Tennis because I won some tickets through uh, a competition, okay. through an Instagram competition yep. of all things. Um, when I sat down, I accidentally spilt wine all over. <laughs> yeah, never never hold a whole like yeah, so embarrassing. Um, <laughs> over the person in front of me and then <laughs> the original person sitting next to me saw and swapped seats with the person next to them who right. turned out to be the Dulux CEO. Okay. And we talked all night because he's a scientist so yep. we chatted all night about geeky stuff and right at the end I go, oh, just in case, here's my business card. Um, he got his chief um, marketing person to contact me yep. and again, like I went in so naive thinking, oh, I can do all the work for them 45 minutes later, I went, okay, there's so much to learn. <laughs> so that 45 minutes was so invaluable that Absolutely. I put down to making me really reconsider what is it that you're doing and how you're approaching it. Yep. And yeah. I think it's too, it's a lot of... Um, chance meetings. Well, chance meetings, but it's also learning how to translate the skills you already have in one industry... To another thing. To another. And that's the hard part. And you, it, it's that is totally so possible. Key. It's funny yeah. you say that because um, my engineering friends, like one yep. friend, John... He always used to say the one thing that will set you apart in even yep. this food field is that you've got this analytical engineering mind and you want to look at you know data and you know analyze it and Same. see exactly yep. you know this <laughs> I do. what temperature does this chocolate need to get exactly. at to get the perfect you know so yep. you got to try it and then analyze the data yeah because if you don't look at the data you're just making guesses yeah yeah. And engineers don't like to make no, we guesses <laughs> at all. We make um, more educated guesses. Educated guesses. <laughs> exactly. With known outcomes. Exactly. That's how that works. <laughs> no, and, that's, and that's the other side of it too. You kind of have to let go of those sorts of things a little bit. I some mean, aspects of it. Some yes. aspects, definitely. Like, you know, w- when I started working with chocolate, it was very, it helped the me. feel. You got to go with what well, you, that's right. you, know, and you can feel. And that's right. But it was helpful to have that that. Framework. System, yeah, the framework, systems. the procedure, the trial and error, which That's is right. what engineering is about. And um, but then there's other times where you have to learn to let that go mm. and and say, okay, it doesn't matter if it fits within this whatever it is. But this mold, yeah, that mold, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no pun. <laughs> but um, it's just important that that you get the outcome. And there's other ways of, of getting that. That's it right. doesn't have to be a, a That's, specific that's very process. True. And, um, that I found a bit harder to let, yeah, let, to let go, go of that rigidity. Yep. That sometimes you go actually, you got to go with. You know, yeah. <laughs> without the structure in place. Yeah, and, and without necessarily having the outcome yes. known as yes. well. <laughs> so it's just the trying of things mm. and, and being confident in what you do and what you that's know. That's it. So that's the other thing that I've learned through this whole thing is to be more confident in your own yep. um, opinions and your yeah. own ideas and yep. to really voice them. 
rather and, than to go, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not an expert in this field. But no one starts out as an expert in this field. That's right. Um, Definitely. It's all just from learning. Yeah. And also, I think that in your mind, you have to set that there, that there really are no failures, just learning mm, experiences. Definitely. And and yes, everyone defines their own success differently. Yeah. Um, but it's just that that thing of failing or that fear of failure, well, which I have that, you know. Um, I, I think have anybody too, but themselves, I have less know. of that now. Yeah. I yeah. used to have a lot of that. And I've yeah. seen people now with a lot of that where the fear, you know, sort of yeah. stops them from doing so many things. And it also stops them from, I know for myself, from enjoying that moment of yes. hard work and, you know, and you're so focused, and, and which is great, but you also... you got to celebrate the wins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or just celebrate the fact that you're doing what you love to do and, and just celebrate being and, mm. and, you know, kind of put that kind of pursuit of happiness or whatever it is on hold and just be and you know i think that's really quite important getting very philosophical we are but we do that here um yeah it's quite um it's quite interesting when you you've got these things going. um so with um with your um your business um mm-hmm. and the, what was it called again crackling media okay. yeah. and also mention how people can follow you on on social media oh i guess like my too. personal like social yep. media mostly i use um instagram so yep. it's i eat blog yep. um it's the same handle for twitter i've okay. got a blog site which is i eat therefore i am so yep. very philosophical you know after descartes <laughs> you know I cool. think therefore i am um obviously for the business one it's cracklingmedia.com yep um so that is more about work-related stuff yeah. um, so they can look at what we've done and different things that we can do. Yep. Um, yeah, so those are probably the main channels. Okay, and, and who are your, your core clients? I mean, who are they, where are they uh, coming they're, from? They're like it's probably 90 to 95% are all hospitality businesses. Okay. So, yep. um, you know, within Melbourne at this moment. Yep. Um, but we're starting to branch out into other aspects like Good. such as um, doing, you know, workshop training. Yep. Uh, eventually, I want to do like what, I did back for engineering, yep. like a lot of um, process sort of yes. consultation work. Yep. Yeah. Makes that, sense to do that. Yeah. Oh, that stuff I do. People hate process, yes. but I love process. <laughs> yeah. But having it set up for somebody else yeah. that they can just run with it makes yeah, it a lot of right. Not everybody has that kind of mind. Yes. Um, and nobody, yeah. It yeah. makes it that way. So, um, all right. Well, we're going to be coming back and, and chatting a bit more. Um, it is 28 degrees in Melbourne and 19 minutes to two. I was at work. I was riding my horse. I was microwaving a watermelon. My iguanas escaped. There are lots of reasons why you may have missed your favourite show, but don't worry, because our podcast team has you covered. They'll work through rain, hail and national glitter shortages to bring you the best bits of every show. Visit joy.org.au and click on the podcast tab or head to the iTunes Australia podcast store and subscribe to your favourite shows for free. Thanks to our podcasters, you'll never feel guilty about missing a show again. Joy. Welcome back to Cravings. In the studio today, we have Tando with us, and um, we are talking all things about food blogging and food industry and um, trends and and that sort of uh, issues that um, concern us all and, and how that affects us all. Um, moving ahead, what what's what's the future hold for you? You still just want to continue, obviously, doing what you're doing? And, yeah, and, definitely. Um, I heard a little bird talk about podcasting and things oh, like that. Oh, definitely. Right? Yeah. Um, as I said to you previously, like when I found out one of my friends, um, she used to run a podcast that was yep. very successful for food. I love this medium because um, I, I'm such an avid like listener to podcasts now. Because How often do you listen to podcasts? All the time, at least like every day. Um, and a, all you know, food related? Or um, no, things? definitely yep. not all food related. Yep. Uh, a variety of topics. Yep. But I find it's got more time for people to really delve into things. Um, yep. Whereas 
in society now we're so used to snippets of things like a short tweet um a short two-minute video of something sure that yeah this medium lets you really dig into a topic and at least you know sort of start to scratch the surface of it yeah yeah so i would love to start a podcast it's interesting too because it's um it's become it's quite a huge thing and and it's a great concept because if you're not listening like for example to this radio show live you right can listen now. to our podcast on the website which is great yeah um which will come out on Monday um, <laughs> and uh, but you know it, it's an opportunity to um to not miss out that's you know, right you can download it and listen to it to in your own time yeah um you can be on a plane you can be on a train that's or whatever it. and um I think it's a great opportunity to connect with an audience as well and to yeah to be able to um sort of give those insights to yourself and, and, and also a great way to kind of create a buzz around your own, whether it's your business or, mm. or something like that. Mm. Um, Definitely what put me onto podcasts was the serial, the podcast serial, yep. which was about that murder case. It was gripping. That's right, yeah. Yep. It was so gripping. And from there, I just started to, you know, like look at every type of podcast and there's so many that are really, really informative. Some yep. are really funny. Yeah. Um, some are just a bit silly, <laughs> you know, but it's it all add something at least to me there's a there's a very popular one at the moment I, I can't remember the name of it but it's about some some guy in the uk that wants to write a porn movie or something and they created this podcast <laughs> about it yeah and um apparently it's it's the funniest thing on the planet at the moment very popular but um it's um yeah anyway i'll have to google <laughs> it, look it up. yeah exactly but um it's supposed to be very very humorous and um yeah. And because of the innocence of the the person who's doing yeah. it, and or, or innocence or ignorance, I don't know which one of those, but um, <laughs> but it adds to the whole story, and uh, it's quite um, it's quite telling, you know. Um, we we sort of touched on food trends before. Mm. Mm. Um, in in your mind, I mean, uh, uh, what do you what do you think the current food trends are? I mean, uh, you know, they're, they're think, sort of somebody publishes them at the beginning of the year, yeah. always. And, I think there's like, you know, like obvious ones like, oh, uh, we're now like Melbourne's obsessed about all these poke balls, you know, from yes. like Hawaii. But in terms of food, I think it's become more and more in one sense segregated, yep. um, which I find it's, it's bad because you almost have to uh, say you're part of this, you know, group yep. such as like you, like the whole, I guess the most talked about one in the news is the whole paleo yes like, i'm paleo so hence i must be this and i must be this. About that. so you almost have to align your whole identity to it yeah but really food's only one aspect of who we are so we might eat something but yeah. it doesn't make us that type of person right so it doesn't mean that if you like eat a ton of burgers that you're this you know terrible person or something right or if you uh, do this you're this type of person there's a lot of food shaming going on yeah that's what there? i mean yeah. like yeah. it becomes like you get shamed yeah. for yeah. what food you are but you know we're, we're lots of things you're not just yeah. one thing yeah um it doesn't mean that like if you said oh i don't eat any meat that you're not a petrol petrol guzzling you know driver who right. like burns through you know heaps of uh, fossil fuels that's right <laughs> like, exactly so yeah it suddenly means you have to ascribe to a whole sort of like theory of things because you happen to want to eat certain things that's right so i find it very disturbing like yeah. to have this happen more and more yeah. that oh i can't believe you're like eating all this dirty food or whatever <laughs> that's there's, right there's no, there's no such thing like no. like you said it's just moderation it is definitely so it's being open to enjoying lots of things yeah and, yeah. yeah and i think one of the food trends um that i know about it which i think hopefully will not be a food trend it will stay around are a lot of food businesses trying to do 
things as far as community engagement and and doing good things for the community, whether yeah. it's raising money or awareness towards different things, and um, that's becoming more and more of a, a popular thing. And yeah, having a, a greater social conscience, yeah, which is great, and, and exactly, and I think that's that's really an important thing to do. Because one thing that we keep forgetting, at least living here, and I, yeah. you know, I'm as guilty as anyone else, is that we're so focused on the, you know, like we like this thing or we didn't like that thing, yep. that there are people in the world who are not eating, you know. Like, and are not as lucky. Yeah, and yeah. we're worried about, like, you know, whether this is the best thing or the worst thing, you know. And like, Or if the chicken was, chicken was, was cooked. perfectly cooked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. There's bigger problems in the, the world. Yeah, that slight MasterChef effect where yeah. it's made everyone's hypercritical. Yeah. Everyone's a critic, myself included. Yeah, where we lose sight of what it's about. You yeah. know that we're actually getting so much choice, and we get to eat well and live pretty comfortably. Very so. much so, and safe and sound exactly. for the most part. So and, that's and, forgotten yeah. a lot of the yeah, time. Yeah, definitely. Hey, we just got another email. Um, I'll read it. It's from Marianne. It says, "Loving the show. Great job as usual." Tenant. Tad and Ten, and a shout out to all engineers out there. We Woo! love data and processes. <laughs> we do, <laughs> <laughs> most definitely. Um, it makes the world go around, doesn't it? it? Does. You know, you can't do much without them. <laughs> we couldn't be doing this in here right now without them. Um, anyway, it's all, all all in a day's work, right? That's it. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, just again, getting back to to what you want to do. I mean, obviously, the podcasting is one thing, and that's that's a big that's a big one um, for me. Creating um, that, yeah, definitely, that's one aspect yeah. of something. But for me, I I really want to pursue like you know this whole path that I'm down now. Yeah. I really can't see myself going back to being in a job when I'm employed. Yeah. So, um, you know... I you just don't like people telling you what to do. <laughs> no, I don't mind that. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but uh, hopefully that there's more doors to do more and more different things. Because yeah. I, I think maybe, you know, 20 years ago, you might go, oh, that's my job and that's it. That's right. But now you could be like yourself, a uh, chocolatier, master chocolatier. You can yeah. be a radio host. Yeah. You can do, uh, you know, like process driven stuff for yeah. other people so you can be a lot of things because technology is allowing us to work in that way yeah, and, and I think almost forcing us to work in that way sometimes yeah exactly right and I think you're absolutely right about um, not pigeonholing yourself into yeah. something you know even if you do have a, a 9 to 5 job every day you know challenge yourself if it's something you have an interest in challenge yourself and try it do you it. never know where you end up that's the that's the important thing and um, yeah I think it's just one of those those scenarios that if you don't try it Again, that fear of failure that comes in, mm. you're never going to know. Never know. You never yep. know. Um, and I think that's important. And, you know, in, in a lot of times that is that fear that, that comes into it. And it's it's one of those things that can make or break you. And I think at some point you just throw that to the wind and that's it. forget it. We've, we've had to do that. You know, yes. <laughs> I, I actually do that every day, you know, pretty much, you know, because it's, it's you know, if you let that take over, you, you just you wouldn't achieve what you wanted to achieve. Yep. And, um, and I think it's also a point too of, of being your own worst critic. I mean, that can be mm. good and bad, mm. but just kind of challenging yourself to go to that next level or, yep. or to do that next thing that you want to do, even though you don't have the time, you're tired, yes. all those things, especially when you're running your own business. Definitely. It's, it's one of those things in food business in particular, oh. or food world, you know, it just is never ending. And never. yeah, it's, um, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's just, you know, sometimes I sit back and think, Oh, I do miss, a Saturday a and Sunday weekend. Yeah. yeah, you know. <laughs> not often, just not, sometimes. Just sometimes, <laughs> yeah, not often, that's for sure. But um, but it, there is something special about being your own boss. And Definitely. Not necessarily doing what you want to do because there's things you have to do every day. There is stuff you still you have know? to do, but there's more flexibility in yeah. when you do it. Um, and it just gives you that, you know, uh, different feeling that you have a little bit more control over yeah. what's happening. Yeah. In your life, really. In your life, when there's yeah. so many 
things that could you know overtake that mm. do you work with other people in your business definitely yeah. um like you know no one can do everything by themselves yeah. so i work with a very good team who That's have good. other skill sets like yep. I, as i've said i'm a terrible writer like i must have missed the you know the lessons in uh, grammatical writing during school <laughs> because maybe I'm hey, just good at writing reports you know like you can't be good reports. at everything yeah. let's face it you know. <laughs> I couldn't design I tried to design a document uh, and it took me a week and it was the wor- it looked like a child did it so, <laughs> so I've got a graphics designer who does something you know I've got other photographers I've got you know like accounts managers yep. and all that so good. definitely can't do it all by myself no, yeah. I, I think initially you do um, initially you, you have, have to a choice. because yeah. you have a choice yeah, yeah. and um, and slowly you, you, you kind of Realize, you got to learn to let go of it and go here. You take it on. Yeah, definitely. And I think that, like we were talking about that before, it is very important to mm. to realize that. Yeah, uh, and definitely. and that's something I struggle with even now. <laughs> uh, and it's not because I'm a control freak or anything like that. <laughs> it's just you've done it for so long. Yeah. Um, and you haven't had the help, and then when you finally get the help, you're like, oh, this is nice. You know, it's very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, and it's just kind of it just sort of, you know. It, it it creates what you wanted to create in the first place. Yes, you know. I mean, nobody, that's exactly it. Yeah. the you're still driving towards what your vision is. Yeah, that hasn't changed, even that's though right. there's other people involved. Yeah, you know, it's still that central vision that you had that you're still driving towards. Yeah, yeah. And by not letting it go or giving those aspects mm. up, you just won't achieve it. Yeah, and that's that's the that's whole exactly thing. It's, it's exactly. sort of sort of that dichotomy, really, isn't yeah. it? It's sort of um, one of those things that. It, it, it sounds strange on one hand, but on the other hand, it has to happen. It has to. Yeah. Because one person alone cannot do it all. Like, no, that's right. Although you think you can. And for a while, you have to. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's quite interesting. All right. Um, we're going to come back with some closing comments. Um, but it's currently 28 degrees in Melbourne, 6 minutes to 2 p.m. And um, we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Heston Blumenthal. You're with Pete Dillon on Cravings on Joy 94.9. Welcome back to Cravings. That um, Heston Blumenthal station ID was for you, Ton. Yeah, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, off air, you said you wanted to tell a little joke. I do. Uh, this is in line with like, you know, my personality. Yeah. Because I told a friend I would tell this joke. Okay. Uh, let me ask you. So, there was two mushrooms at a party. Okay. So mushrooms. Yeah. What did one mushroom say to the other mushroom? Okay. Um, you've got me there. You're such a fun guy. Fun guy. Oh, I get it. Okay. <laughs> I like that one. That's terrible. <laughs> Who told you that one? That was my friend Aaron. <laughs> okay, terrible. so it's Aaron's fault. Yeah, it's his fault. I do like it. It made me think. Dad joke plus second. plus. <laughs> That's all right. No, I like that one. Thank you for sharing that with us and all our, our audience. I'm sure they can, um, they'll be all telling that now later. I'm going to tell that one. Go to the mushroom guard at the Pran Market when I get tell back there this afternoon. <laughs> He'll look at me like, where the hell yeah, did you get that What are you from? talking about? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we blame Aaron for that. That's Is, Aaron? Is Aaron listening? Yeah, and okay. he goes to Pran Market all the time. Oh, so. <laughs> okay. Tell him to stop in. <laughs> I'll have words with him. But um, first of all, thank you for coming in today. Thank you so much for This hour me. has just gone way too it quickly. Um, and I think we'll be getting you back in on a regular basis from time to, to time. And um, we'll be chatting all things between here, there, and everywhere. And uh, it's, um, yeah, it's quite interesting. And uh, just a few few words. If You know, there's a lot of people obviously look to you as probably a mentor. You probably don't realize that, but, but that would be the case, you know, as, as somebody who's chased his dream and, mm. and changed it in, into the food world. And, um, you know, I, I, and we touched on this a little bit before, but what sort of advice would you have for them? I mean, you obviously did your research, you, yeah. you, 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 you know, 
you said you read you know hundreds so I, of blogs and you know yeah so i think like um there's always a, a theory now that you must like love you know what you do yeah uh, that you pursue your passion but sometimes if you do that it can actually stop being your passion yeah it's actually more about if you do a good job in my belief that you become more passionate about what you do because you're doing a good job you yep. know and you're actually doing things well and you actually you still have to like what you're doing so you to, yeah. to an aspect yeah you don't like every aspect no. don't get me wrong nothing's perfect is it no yeah. so then you end up you know liking things more and more because you're doing it better yeah and again like with the whole food stuff it's just to not take it so seriously i mean yep. ultimately it's food and as we touched on that we're <laughs> right. getting to eat a lot of it and yeah. all this stuff but yeah. just to have fun a bit with it um and yeah and just not have that fear of failure and just explore other channels yep. and if you fail it doesn't matter because no. you can do the next thing and the next thing or go back to what you were thing. doing exactly. that's the other thing you know it doesn't matter yeah and i think too it's also trying to maybe find an edge that that is different A not just copying difference. somebody else yeah. or what they've done yeah trying to find that thing that makes you yeah. doing what you're doing exactly. special um and, and to stand out a little bit more and that's whether you're in the food world or anything, or anything. really it's yeah. quite important to do that exactly. and, and just being in tune with that as well i think mm. it's important um to to know about it and to mm. and, and like i said you know being engineers we, we talked about this a lot this 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 hour but you know doing the research doing those sorts of things that that are important and yeah. um, um and making sure that we know what's going on and exactly the industry that you're wanting to move into and and you know i think for myself it's probably one of the hardest things i've ever done but i certainly don't regret it and neither do i yeah. it's been the best thing. yeah it's been literally the best thing definitely all right again thank you for coming thank today. you Dad. thank, thank you, you so Dad. much and um coming up on the escape pod with mark and um sarah we've got lisa mcguigan wine maker and they'll be chatting with her and asking all sorts of questions and um i'm sure it'll be a great show um but in the meantime uh, cravings will be back next week same time same place and we will be um, talking to a few things. I can't really tell because one of them is a surprise and I've been sworn to secrecy, but that will be happening next week from one to two. And um, Peter Dillon will be in the studio with me, which is quite exciting. And um, yeah, have a great afternoon and a great rest of the weekend. Thanks for listening to another Cravings podcast with Pete Dillon online at joy.org.au forward slash cravings and live Saturdays from 1pm on Joy 94.9 in Melbourne. Exploring all that's finest in food and beverage across Melbourne and Victoria. Sponsored by La Spaghettata. Over 35 years of food, family and fun at 238 Ligon Street, Carlton. Wine and dine with La Spaghettata for an authentic Italian experience. Pasta, wine, seafood, steak and and so much more. Dine in and enjoy the authentic sights and sounds of Ligon Street. Or order takeaway now via Deliveroo, Uber Eats or Fedora. Eat, drink, love with La Spaghettata. Call 9663-6102. Visit laspaghettata.com.au or find them on Facebook. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.